Okay, welcome to The Kicker, uh, Columbus Business First uh, regular podcast looking back at the week in business news. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today. Uh, we've got uh, with us uh, our man at the State House, Tom Knox, uh, the real estate guru, Evan Weiss, and retail and restaurant reporter extraordinaire, Dan Eaton. Um, I will, before we get into this uh, in earnest, uh, let you know that uh, a lot of uh, good news for Columbus shoppers because IKEA is uh, getting ready to start building their Columbus store. That's going to be going up at Polaris, and they expect to open next year. Uh, and Dan, I think a lot of people are going to be pretty excited about that. Meatballs. Yes, uh, meatballs mm. and uh, uh, tea lights uh, is another one. that Lots I always, of tea lights. Lots yeah, and lots of popular. tea lights. I finally went to an Ikea uh, over the winter down in Cincinnati, and uh, it is, uh, it's quite the overwhelming and impressive place. I will give them that. Okay, uh, big news uh, this week coming out of the State House. Tom, you want to walk us through uh, the capital budget? I guess we got uh, $22 million from Franklin County. Is that correct? Right, $22 million for 31 projects, um, pretty similar to what the Columbus Partnership had asked for um, as part of its by or twice every year uh, ask to the state house for some of these community projects. Um, the two main ones were both related to COSI. Um, one of them was $5 million for a new dinosaur exhibit. Okay. And the other was a little more than $4 million for an underground parking garage and park. Um, other than that, there's a various um, projects got funded. There was, um, CCAD got some stuff, Ohio State got some things. It's basically just they, they kind of throw money around at different things uh, throughout the state. and Try to sprinkle it around and uh, spur right. economic development and other projects. I mean, that's the idea, right? That's the idea, and it's, you know, they, they, they give, I, I mentioned this in my story, you know, New Albany gets some, and then homeless women get some. So it's not just for, you know, a certain subset. It's not just social services or parks. Oh, okay, it's right. kind of everything. Uh, yeah. You know. And specifically over by COSI, I mean, that park especially is supposed to be a, a, a spur to development. I know, Evan, you've reported on this as well. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just a park. Minnesota Peninsula Park, they talk about being a catalyst to development along with the Veterans Memorial. Yep. That's being built for Development on on the Franklin Franklinton Peninsula and uh, further west into Franklinton as well. Yeah, and uh, uh, also if you go to uh, ColumbusBusinessFirst.com, you'll see a lot of stories that uh, Evan has written recently about na Nationwide Realty's uh, uh, interest in Franklinton, and that's also uh, right in that same general area, right? Check out this Friday's print edition for more on Nationwide Realty in Franklinton. Yeah, but yeah, I have been writing quite a bit about that, and it's it's been that up and coming neighborhood for I use air quotes because people have been saying that for years sure but we're f the the public projects could really be finally putting it over the hump yeah and i think the the headline on your uh, story in, in friday's paper is something about uh, nri wants to keep franklinton funky that's right that <laughs> imagine that the president of the arena district yes development and the in developer and grandview yard saying that he wants to step down and, and do that funky develop it's it's fun yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, those two developments are not exactly known for their eclectic uh, looks. But, no, not uh, much flair, but functionality. Right. That's, that's going to be changing there. Uh, okay, uh, sticking with real estate, Evan, why don't you tell us about uh, Pet People? It, it's one of those companies where you don't real you may shop there, but you don't realize it's based in central Ohio. Right. So I, I, I have a dog, and I go there frequently, and I thought they had three or four stores, maybe. And, in fact, 
they're at 28 throughout the Midwest and then looking to expand into North Carolina. And it sounds like they've really found success leveraging that same thing you're seeing with human food, which is healthy, not yes. made in China and some lab halfway across the world. Right, right. And there's and they're look the in this case, they're looking to move their headquarters because they've outgrown their Hilliard facility. It has warehousing and then also their administrative staff. They're looking at Dublin. We know this because Dublin City Council heard a first reading of a proposal for incentives. Sure. They didn't take any action on it, but that's something that they'll uh, weigh again in the coming weeks. Yeah, but it would they, be 20, the relocation of 24 employees plus hiring 10 additional. Right. And they, they said they don't have a site specifically in Dublin picked out, but uh, they want to get these incentives in place and then, uh, you know, then kind of go from there. That's right. I haven't heard any specific sites, although a Dublin economic development professional official said that they were looking at the Bridge Street District. We don't know how, where specifically, or but that yeah. is something they had considered. Yeah, there's a lot of sites uh, uh, to develop uh, in that uh, Bridge Street District, considering it uh, stretches all the way from France to uh, Sawmill mm. uh, there in, in Dublin. But that would be a, a good uh, a good win. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those uh, fast-growing companies that uh, maybe we should be uh, keeping an eye on uh, uh, for up to 28 stores. And they only started less than 10 years ago, right? I mean, it's not even that old. Yeah, we uh, did a feature 10, on them. Years ago two or three years ago and it was uh, that wasn't when they started but they were just sort of ramping up and, and getting going so yeah they're they're pretty young yeah okay all right uh moving over uh to restaurants uh we have a lot of meat news uh meat. today <laughs> meat. dan what about the meats uh the uh, uh a couple interesting meat developments this week uh uh one uh is a, a new startup it's called Hungarian Butcher and it's a, it's uh, the two partners in that are uh James Anderson if you don't know the name uh James is uh behind Ray Ray's Hog Pit very popular very popular food truck in the Clintonville area yeah uh he also has a hog farm so he's been raising his own hogs for a couple years now um, sold every now and then at a few restaurants around town. But anyway, James partnered up with a chef named Dan Varga. Dan's been at a couple restaurants around town, I believe Double Comfort most recently, and they're going to do uh, charcuterie, uh, you know, uh, Which is salamis. Got to admit, I didn't know what it was when you first wrote about. Yeah, it. salamis, uh, sausages, cold, cold meats, kind of artisan, uh, uh, very tasty, uh, uh, very tasty things. I'm, I haven't had theirs, obviously, but but charcuterie is a is a, is a good thing, uh, and uh, we need more of it in this town. But, I like um, the I like the description in the story. You said it's the meat version of a Sunday bar. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a, a way to think of it. There's a lot of different uh, uh, options usually uh, uh, when you're when you are offered a a charcuterie plate. But uh, uh, they uh, they're starting this new venture. The first place they are going to be landing is a is a place called a Butcher and Grocer, which will be it's a, a specialty grocery and butcher shop. Yeah, uh, obviously, given the name, that's going to be opening up over in Grandview Heights this summer. But they're going to be doing uh, uh, you know I think about a dozen or so special. Uh, products that will only be sold at butcher and grocer. So, okay. uh, so that was my first uh, a bit of interesting beef uh, meat news this week. Uh, that was pork, sorry, not not beef. Gotcha. But, uh, uh, on the beef front, uh, here in the Arena District, we're getting a new uh, a new eatery called Sandman's Original Cheese Steaks. Uh, Sandman is is owned by a guy named Rich Rory's. He's he's run a couple corporate cafes around town. I think he's a, he has four or five at a few different places, um, and they're pretty straightforward deli uh, deli cafes, but. Uh, but he took a spot 
uh, at uh, 111 Nationwide, uh, West Nationwide here. It, it was a place called Dar's Cafe for a while. It was a place called Sonoma Grill. Yeah, um, I remember it as Dar's Cafe. That's the name I always uh, remember it. But uh, it's right. It's Marconi Square. Right. The name it's of the in building. Marconi it's Square. Right across the, from the arena. The, the main counter is, is inside the building, and there's not a lot of, a, of, a, of an outside presence. So so uh, he took this space, but uh, but he wanted to do to, to take it, he decided to do a, a carryout window on the outside. So okay. um, even though there will be some inside seating and there's the, the inside counter, uh, there will be this carryout window where you can probably call in orders, I'm assuming, or at least go up to the window mm-hmm. in order. Uh, they're going to have an awning. So if you're on the street, you will see that this place exists. Yeah. And uh, Sage is going to have a pretty simple menu, uh, authentic Philly cheesesteaks, authentic meaning, you know, he's getting the, uh, you know, the buns that are the popular buns that are used in Philadelphia on the cheesecake, uh, cheese steaks. Sure. Uh, it's going to have Angus, uh, Angus sirloin beef. It's going to have some roasted pork sandwiches, fresh cut fries. But uh, he was pretty excited about it. Thinks it's going to be a, a, a pretty good attraction, not just for that building and the uh, the workers here in the arena district, but also after events. As he said, you know, you're coming out to Nationwide Arena. He's going to have his place run in. You can walk up to the window and order sandwiches when you get out of a hockey game or a concert. And, yeah. Uh, he has yeah. pretty high hopes for it. It'll be interesting to see how it does. Yeah. And I, and I see, I mean, all the restaurants in the arena district get very, very busy mm-hmm. uh, at that point. So like a, a quick takeout option, I bet, would do uh, pretty yeah. well. And they're going to have breakfast for all the people uh, who are working in the yep. arena district. Um, so that'll be a nice uh, addition as well. All right. I uh, want to close out with uh, uh, going from food to we're kind of going to go in reverse order of how this usually works. We're going to go from food to marijuana. Um, <laughs> Tom, uh, some new medical marijuana proposals uh, out there, a couple of developments. Uh, looks like the state house is finally getting around to taking this issue seriously. Right. It seems like the potential success of the plan for possibly November's ballot by the right. uh, Marijuana Apology Project has uh, moved them to come up with their own plan. Uh, they're, they're Republican legislators who have uh, proposed this plan, even though there's no bill out yet, say they're right. going to do that soon. But they basically say, we don't need an amendment like these groups are proposing. We can do it ourselves. The Marijuana Policy Project says, um, you've had years and years to do this. Like, we're going through our amendment and we don't think you'll pass first of all anything in a couple of months before november sure or that it'll be sustainable yeah i mean suitable. that's kind of the idea is right that they're trying to head off this larger right. legalization push that yeah and, and this one is uh, again it's very basic but it seems to be more restrictive than um what the marijuana policy project is proposing for one thing uh, they're saying patients won't be able to grow marijuana themselves mm-hmm. um, that's one of that is you can grow it in the marijuana policy project and i believe you can have a caretaker grow if you can't um, sure. the other big thing is they might not even allow patients to smoke marijuana they could only eat it or use oils or other ways you can use marijuana um, so that would be a pretty big change as well and um the the other major thing that I noticed was that there is no list of pre-approved um, ailments in the Republicans' plan. Uh, there's certain mostly serious illnesses in the Marijuana Apology Project's proposal. Uh, there's some that are, are a little different, like concussions um, sure. or post-traumatic yeah. brain injury, but typically it's cancer and AIDS and really bad diseases. The uh, Republicans say the doctors for each patient would have to determine if you can or cannot use marijuana in their proposal. I thought it was kind of weird too in that proposal. It, it seemed actually a little bit ominous that they would, ha- the doctors would have to actually then report to the state right, on, every ninety days on what kinds of conditions that they 
uh, prescribed it for and why, or something along those lines. Right, right? And, and why not using another kind of medicine? Like, why yeah. marijuana and why not um, another drug, I guess? Right. Um, so, yeah, that's not in the, the Marijuana Policy Project's proposal either. And um, you know, a lot of the specifics on how this would actually happen haven't been released yet. And again, the well, bill it seemed like they yet. weren't even going to. Like they were going to yeah, put a gonna... basic idea in place and then punt it all right. toward a commission. That... Yeah, a nine-person commission, I believe, that would be appointed by Governor Kasich. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of differences, and um, they seem to be at odds. And a uh, marijuana policy project spokesman told me that they've tried to get a meeting with the House Speaker um, to talk about everything, but yeah. they've been, been ignored. Hmm. Well, that's a, it's an interesting way of, of going about it. I, I don't foresee then marijuana policy projects efforts kind of being hindered by this. No, they uh, said they've, they've said they've had all this time to do it. We're not giving up. I mean, we're going to go through our initiative. Um, they have until July to get, um, I believe it's 306,000 signatures that are valid. Sure. Um, and if they do, then it would be on the November ballot. And there's also another uh, a sort of simpler initiative that a, a rival group is also proposing for the ballot. Yeah, but they aren't so. as far along. I mean, the Marijuana Policy Project, they've had their ballot language approved. They're they're out now collecting. They're out signatures. collecting now. I believe the other one, um, I believe it was approved today um, by the Ohio Ballot Board, but as far as I know, they're not out there collecting yet. But, sure. Um, so we could have a bunch of different marijuana initiatives uh, at the state house and on the on the ballot. In the All months. of them probably have better odds than responsible Ohio's uh, last right. year. They've, I would imagine that I seemed think, to be dead on arrival. I, right. Everyone, pretty much everyone, uh, opposed that for various reasons. Um, um, it seems like polling shows that medical marijuana Ohioans approve of it. That's why Republicans are fine with doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, it's how you actually legalize it, which will be uh, sort of the big issue going forward. Sure. All right. Well. Keep checking back at Columbus Business First for that, uh, for updates on that and uh, other stories. And uh, we will be uh, back soon with another edition of The Kicker. Thank you for listening.